You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy, Liv. If you are keeping score at home, this is episode 165, the welcome back edition. Yep, school's out for summer edition. What's happening, buddy? It's been a while. Not much, man. How was your May? Uh, I was pretty good. Busy. Busy. Um... A couple things. One, this is the first time we've we've even forget about recording a podcast. It's the first time we've chatted in over a month. Yeah, we're like uh, friggin' Martin and Lewis. We we work together as a team, but we hate each other in our personal <laughs> lives. <laughs> Did um, I, I'm shaking the rust off here a little bit. Technically, it took me a few minutes to get to get up to speed. Did I even was that intro correct? It sounded like it. Thanks yeah. for. Um, I zoned out and I can't remember if uh, if I got it right. I was not kind of on autopilot, so I think it I think it was right. But either way, episode one sixty five. Um, I think the last time we recorded it was like it was even more than a month ago. It was like April something, and we had the grand plan, the great intentions. What's the What's the saying? The road to to hell is paved with good, good intentions. intentions. Yes, and our good intentions were to. Uh, re- pre-record a bunch of episodes uh get them out announce to our faithful uh listeners and downloaders that we were going to be gone for a while and don't worry we'll be back but then of course i didn't get them up in time (laughs) so we ended up disappearing for a month and then i got the episodes up explaining where we were going to be even though we had already gone there yeah and now we're in a series of consecutive episodes. So the downloaders have actually gotten an episode every week for, for the last three weeks at this point. Um, but they were just missing a big chunk that, that they didn't maybe even hope they realized we were gone. But if they did realize we were gone, uh, didn't know why. And at this point, they, they've realized that we went on hiatus for a while. Um, mine so it's was full. No one has caught. No one has texted. You wondering <laughs> where the new shows were? <laughs> Which uh, makes sense because BP just had a kid, and uh, Josh is knee deep in in end of school activities and soccer and and baseball. And um, I know Jeremy is just getting caught up because he texted me the other day um, about going to see a baseball game, and he referenced the. Uh, the David Wells, Jody Skolnick, perfect game oh, nice. uh, situation. So, um, so that's it. That accounts for all three of uh, three of our listeners, and Fredo's the only one who's unaccounted for. Fredo, yeah, Fredo. <laughs> Where is Fredo? I'm. He's re- probably in Miami. He goes to Miami a lot. Yeah. I heard you mention Miami. Yeah, yeah they, he hangs out in Miami a lot, I'm pretty sure. I think they have a place there or something, you know. Or I okay. don't know if he's got a vacation condo or anything there or a hotel, but I know that's where they go um, 
to get away from El Salvador. I think there's a he's called me from Miami several times before. He's FaceTimed huh. me from Miami. Whoa, look at you. Yeah. I mean that was a couple of years ago, but I'm I'm I mean I think it's like their second home, you know. Oh that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I um even though May was my busy month, that the May June is the high season, but May is is the busy, the busy time. I probably logged uh, four hundred hours, three hundred and fifty, four hundred hours, something like that, uh, since we last spoke. Um, but I did get a couple days off. I I had done for the first time in in my uh, hilltop management career. I had done some advance work, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I feel better physically these days. I'm okay. not. It doesn't take me as long to recover from the events. I'm not as sore. My joints don't hurt. I don't have to lay in bed a half an hour just to kind of get everything lubed up and moving. So I've got a little more time in my day. I've got a little more energy. I get more things done, and I had done a lot of work in advance. So Memorial Day, um, that week leading up to Memorial Day, I went up to the Poconos for a couple days. Ange had had the dogs. Um, for a week because I was uh, super busy with work and decided to take advantage of of the downtime and uh, headed up to the Poconos. Of course, it rained, the, you know, the two and a half days that I was there. Yeah, because that's uh, the way life works. Yeah, so I couldn't do anything. Couldn't go to the lake or uh, even really, you know, stroll around the joint. Um, but it was just nice to be in a different bed, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, feel like you're away. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I got that under my belt, which is nice, just uh, you know, to feel like you accomplished something. And then back into the grind after Memorial Day, uh, it rained up here the whole time, so uh, not much excitement. But I made a little to do list, you know, summer project to do list, and got a couple of those crossed off my list um, before I got back into work. And um, you know, it was a pretty productive uh, hiatus. That's good, man. Sounds you know, good. I got, I got, I got some good stuff. Got some good stuff done. So, um, other than that, we're just back to the grind. I got a couple more weeks to go, and then uh, July hits, and I got some big plans. Not quite ready to reveal them, but I uh, hopefully am uh, entering a new era, the dawn of a new era, the dawn of the planet of Sanders. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um what what uh i'm really excited you, about that well thank you man i'll keep you i'll keep you posted yeah um what do you got what do you got going on what do we got big uh i mean big right plans? now i'm just working away you know but um my birthday you know for a few years ago i decided i was was it two summers ago i guess it was when i went to chicago it was that year i decided i'm you know, I mean, years ago, I made the decision that I'm not going to work on my birthday anymore, you know? Okay. Yeah. And that's when I was going through like a really shitty time. It's probably 2012 or something when life was kind of really s- socking it to me. Okay. Uh, where I just didn't show up. I remember Jacob being like, you just decided not to show because your birthday? I was like, yep, I'm never coming in for my birthday again. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I remember him being kind of flabbergasted by that. You know, there's there are there's there's two types of people when it comes to birthdays. 
There are the people who just whatever they're ambivalent about it. Yeah. And there are the people who are adamant that you should not celebrate your birthday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's for celebrating birthdays. He just doesn't see why you would the the take day off work for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The the day off component. People yeah, are adamant about. I'm like, I have very few things in my life to celebrate. And while I'm not having big bombs on my birthday, it's the one day of the year where I can get away fucking around. No one's gonna give me crap about it. You know? Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm a. Yeah. I used to be a huge pro birthday guy i loved my birthday i loved celebrating it i loved the lead up to the birthday it it was a big deal because i was one i was the only one of our crew whose birthday happened in the school year yeah yeah soap is is uh, a january birthday january 6 1974 um that's the same day my brother my oldest brother is exactly 10 years older than soap january 6 1964 He's so, the reason I exist. Uh, but that's strange. How's that? How's that? My parents wouldn't have got to, wouldn't have stayed together or whatever if not for his birth. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason they had to get married. He's the reason for all of us. He's the, he is the alpha ground zero of the liver carry family, you know? I got you. I did, I for some reason I I thought we were talking about Chris. No, 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 no. Chris was born October seventeenth, nineteen sixty six. Okay. All right. Very good. Nine Very years good. and nine months before me. <laughs> okay. See, I thought there were twelve years between. Uh, oh, there are. That may, okay. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twelve and a half years older. It's ten that. years older than soap. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's exactly ten years old. So. You know? Yes, okay. That's all right. I got confused. I thought Soap was a member yeah. of the Little Carrie family. Other, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, our other brother, our other, the other matter. Am I Jewish? <laughs> not Soap. Um, but so for some my, reason, my parents sent them off to Massachusetts for high school. Right, <laughs> right. And to be adopted by the uh, by the corporate paint conglomerate family yes, yes. up there. Yeah, and he likes wrestling way more than the rest of our rest of my siblings. <laughs> that's that's why they sent them off. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're gonna go off to Vince McMahon's home market, New England. <laughs> right, right. So, so you've got uh, you've, you've you've got this commitment to your birthday. A couple years ago, you take the day off of work, and that's evolved as we've know. Yeah, when I when it, when I first started taking it off, you know, it evolved. Like through the in first is I'm taking it off. I'm gonna do stuff I want to do. I'll I'll go eat a good meal, you know, whatever. Then it evolved into I'm gonna take off, go eat something good, you know. I would like go for like a, to a nice breakfast joint. Well, I mean not like fancy or anything. The places I like to eat breakfast, you know. Um, go buy myself something cool, whether nothing super expensive, but it'd be like a T-shirt or something, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then go to like a movie, you know, because I like to go to movies. And then, uh, and then maybe you know have a good lunch or dinner or whatever, you know. And if it's yeah. weekends, I'll have my friends come out or something, you know. I mean, even if it's not the weekend, I would have my friends come out. But then, then a couple of years ago, 
And technically, it was before my birthday that I went there. And I only went there for like four days, maybe, max. I was like, we can go somewhere. Um, so I went to Chicago because I was like, I've never been to Chicago. You know? And I was like, I got to just start doing stuff by myself, for one. You know? I was like, yeah. never going to leave the house if you don't want to do anything by yourself. And I'm like, um, although I still want to go to San Francisco um, for other complicated reasons. Uh, oh, you still won't go to San Francisco. Yeah, not that I don't want to go to San Francisco. I just <laughs> don't want to feel it be what's that? You want to go, you just cannot go. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to deal with the discomfort of going to San Francisco and not calling everybody. You There's know? nothing more in my life that I want to do more than go to San Francisco, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Like my comfort and not having to deal with those issues yeah, is more yeah. important than eating fresh sourdough bread. <laughs> Although Laughlin brought home some fresh sourdough bread uh, one year, his, his his brother lived out in San Francisco, and he came home from a from a trip out there, and he brought fresh sourdough bread. And I'll tell you what, man, you you might need to reexamine your life choices <laughs> because it is good shit. Yeah, I mean. I'd call Creedon if I went out there, but then there's some other people like, I don't know, there's a guy who I was really tight with that kind of annoyed when we were younger that kind of fucking, I don't know, he kind of rankles me and I know we would step on his toes even though sometimes when he comes back to town here, he doesn't always get in touch with me, but I know the way shit works, you know? Yeah. And there's other people and it's like, you know, sometimes I want to just go somewhere without having to say hello to all of you, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, it morphed. So then it morphed and that. Then last year, the big plan was, you know, on like June 5th, it was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the off season to Italy, to Sicily, you know? And then it was like on June 8th or whatever. Uh, we really don't need you anymore. We're going to let you go. I was like, fuck, I was already planning something for my birthday. But at the time, where is I know I was thinking about going somewhere for my birthday. I didn't know where, but then, and then I was like, oh, well, uh, Sicily's out of the question because you can't just go anywhere after you just lost a job, you know, an expensive place. And that's when I went to Mexico City. You know, and I was in my birth, uh, on my birthday, I was in Mexico City. And what did I do on that day, on my birthday proper when I was out there? I, I went to Teotihuacan. Uh, where these pyramids are, and I climbed to the top of the pyramids. You know, I was like, "Here on my birthday, I'm at the top of a fucking pyramid." I went and ate lunch at this restaurant that's near, right off the, right outside of the park there, where the pyramids are. That's in a cave. I'm like, I'm eating an awesome lunch in a cave. You know, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then later, and then I came back. Uh, I went to a Soccer game in at Cruz Azul Stadium, Blue Cross. It was a friendly soccer game against Portugal, against the Portuguese team, not Portugal. Uh, Porto Novo is a Portuguese club team or whatever. And um, I don't know if I, I mean, I think I, I ate some good Mexican food later tonight, but it was like, that's, that's a pretty cool birthday as far as I'm concerned. You know, so yeah. I'm going to keep the tradition up. I've, and I'm trying to start going to places I've never been to. So one of the places I've never been to is L.A., you know. So 
I already put it on my mind. I was like, oh, well, and this is after I'd already bought the ticket to Sicily, which I do plan on going to this October now, September, well, October, but I will be in your neck of the woods on September 29th. Um, hope no one hears this and gives me grief about it. Oh, why didn't you tell me you're coming to New York City? Uh, why didn't you Wait, me? so give me the travel, give me the, the, the itinerary again. For you? Yeah. I fly in on September 29th, that day, like in the afternoon. Okay. Or maybe morning. I don't know. Let me see. I, it's more. It's definitely more. I told you it'd be like 90 something dollars or whatever. But then I clicked on Google Flights and I was gone. But then I realized later that that was probably the basic economy flight where I'd have to pay 50 extra dollars anyway. Yeah. So I ended up paying 125 for a one way when I saw that because then I start looking at other closer flights to Newark, like in terms of time, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I was like, I looked over the next few months and I was like, if there's no flight cheaper than 125, like for the next two to three months, that means that's as good as the price is probably going to be in, in September, you know? Right. Right. So I just fucking bought it so I could quit worrying about it, you know? So, I mean, that's just the one way there, but let me see what exactly, um, and I already spoke to Steve-O and Rob Georges, Pat Higgins. Um, Rob Georges wants to work on getting tickets. Higgins like, oh, you got an in for tickets. You know, because the Saints play the Giants the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, George is like, I'm willing to look for him. I was like, but I told Higgins when he was asking, I was like, Sanders might know some ends. I mean, he used to be in that market. I don't know what he knows. But we got. But I was like, we got to know how many people are in on this, you know? Yeah. Not that it matters whether we all sit together, because I think the real thing is tailgating, you know? Yeah, especially at a, at a Giants game, exactly. Yeah. So, um, hold on, I'm pulling up my. Um, and the thing is, as decent as basic economy would sound, if I was just coming up there to hang out with you for two days. When you're flying to go across the Atlantic, I might want yeah. then I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna travel very lightly for a guy who's traveling internationally. But I want more than something. Only being able to bring one thing on, I can only shove in front of the seat, which is what basic economy is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to go all the way, you know, oh, I forgot that. Oh, well, because I need to save $50 on a plane ticket or something, you know? I've left all my underwear at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, you know, but you spent $75 in new underwear over here because you're spending with the euro. Yeah, but yeah. I saved 50 American dollars on my plane ticket. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Let me see. Let me see. So oh, you'll, man. you'll even. Do you, the info you gave me was early morning on the 29th. Didn't I send you a screenshot? Did I yeah, send you a screenshot? You did. You you get in like nine o'clock. Yeah. On on the 29th, and you're so you're here. Yeah, the 29th. yeah. That was the that was the best. I think there was another flight for the same price. Where I brought me later day. I was like, it's probably better to get there earlier if we if my plan is to do stuff the next day. Yeah. You know. I was like, Sanders will come and pick me up whenever I go up there. No, no, I'm joking. I'm 
Because I even mentioned it to Steve-O, because he lives in Jersey now. You know, he's got a house. I was like, I was like, even if it's something like where like he picks me up and I hang out with him for the night, and it, I, I'm assuming you want to go to the football game, even though you're not a Saints or Giants fan. Yeah, 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 totally. Man. Okay, totally. I'm in. I'm like, I'm in, and I only have to work until the afternoon. The event will be oh, over by two. Okay, because I was like, I, I'd like to hang out with Steve-O just to hang out with him anyway. You know, I mean, like, like, cause he might not be interested in going to that game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could, I, I would be the, the, the plan that I have envisioned in my head is I get to see Steve-O at some point during that day as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be a good opportunity like us to, cause Steve-O loves to eat. You love to eat. I love to eat. Yeah. Yeah. To eat stuff. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, and actually, I believe the event uh, that I'm that I'm working is up by him. I think he lives up in like Bergen or, or Passaic County. I think he lives up okay. n- north of the GW Bridge. So uh, I'll be in that neck of the woods. So it works out great. It works out great. Um, and then when do you fly out? I don't have I, – I haven't, haven't booked that yet because it's too it. far out. You know, Got it. so all the ticket prices are still way higher than they should be. But now I'm thinking my tentative plan is Saturday, October 20th, because I will be back in the States on the on the 17th. You know, and the other and I know I'm going to work on Monday when I come back. So it's probably better to have at least one day decompression day in New Orleans before going back to the office. Yeah. You know, but meanwhile, anybody that I might want to see or anything I might want to do that I don't get to do on the way up since it's very brief, you know, I get up there on September 29th and then I fly out on the 2nd, which is, you know, um, that's Tuesday, I think, October 2nd. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because there's only 30 days in September. You know, come back in and I'll have like two full days to do something. You know, if I want to see anybody else or if I'd like to go to Cat's Deli, which I would like to do, I can figure out how to do that in two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm off. Uh, I have an event on the 6th of October and the 20th of October. Okay, and that's that Saturday. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing I do figure out, too. Like, see, I'm going to fly in. I'm flying out internationally. I'm going to JFK. You know? Mm-hmm. To get up there, I'm coming into Newark. But then I got to find out what's best if I should fly out of Newark to go back to New Orleans, you know? And of course, yeah. that's going to that's gonna deal with who, you know, who's available and who's, you know, and who is willing and um, where I'm going to stay or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is good that we're talking about this because I forgot that I volunteered to drive you to JFK. <laughs> You're like, it's so easy. I got to put this in the calendar. Liz. You're like, it's so easy. Um, well, that's Fair like point. when I told George as I was coming up there, he's like, oh, you can." he just bought a new house. I th- you know, he used to live in the city until recently. And uh-huh. now him and the wife, you know, they got a child and stuff now. So I think they moved. Um, I don't know if they moved to Westchester or what, but he's like, Oh, you need a place to stay? Come hang on me. I was like, maybe on the way back, you know? Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, ideally, I would like to see you both times since, like, we're partners and buddies. But, yeah. um, 
but I want to. I don't want to put the onus on you to be, like, you know, I don't want to do that to you. Where it's like, oh, you're gonna be my chauffeur at all the airports. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> do me a favor, book something out of Philly just so I can touch them all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's funny when I'm looking at these flights. They're like, have you tried Philly? Because you can fly to New Orleans, New Orleans to Philly for like. 70 bucks like it's fucking super cheap for some reason you know? philly is philly is no further away from me than than newark realistically yeah i mean newark, theoretically well i looked you know at one point i did look at the distance and said it was further from asbury park than but i was like but of course you deal with traffic i guess is the yeah and and listen it is I can get to Newark um, in 45 minutes. It probably takes me an hour and a half to get to to Philly. And, and, and on the clock, that's double the time, right? Yeah. But you got to remember something. Growing up in New Jersey, the closest, uh, the closest shopping mall and movie theater was 20 minutes away from me. Yeah, In yeah. Jackson. So in my mind, traveling to do routine activity is not that big. Secondly, I still clock things from... Jackson. Okay, so you're thinking about it in perspective of how far are things from Jackson. Yeah, and and really, it's it's Jackson is almost equidistant from, it's equidistant from New York and Philly, and then Newark is only an extra fifteen minutes closer. Okay. So so in my mind, you're getting me, you know, you're getting the 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 best of all the worlds here because. You know, if you're talking about Philly, I'm like, yeah, Philly, no problem. I can get to Philly. Even though it's probably twice as far, in my mind, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But the reason so. I didn't do it for the way out was because of the issue where you might be working and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I wanted to yeah. leave open the option if, like, like when I thought that it was going to be, like, a deal where, like, you're like, oh, I, I got to be working all the time. You know, all day I'm thinking, oh, for some reason I can't see Sanders. He'll want to go to games still. Maybe I could just hang out with Steve-O, sleep over at his house. Next day, you know, on the way up to Jersey, up to the Meadowlands, you just come and, you know, we rendezvous there and I just have my shit and throw it in the car, you know? Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I know it's, we're it's... not going to have to do that, like like, to that extreme. Yeah, other than the, the 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 pickup plan, the morning of the 29th, everything else falls on a perfect calendar. Yeah, 9.57 a.m., 10 a.m. I'll be in. And it's a nonstop, which is nice, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, man, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be uh Yeah, but, but as far as my birthday plans for L.A. go, yeah, I had already only decided, there was one thing I had decided, Right away, and that's kind of what I built the trip around. I was like, "Well, I'd like to go to Dodger Stadium," and I looked. I was like, "The Dodgers in town." And then I said, "I'm definitely going." You know? Yeah, of course. Because uh, All Star Break always falls during my birthday, but my birthday is on a Tuesday this year, or is it? Yeah, it's a Tuesday this year. So I was like, "Oh, the weekend before my birthday is the last games before the All Star Break. They play the Angels and they play at Dodger Stadium, which is so." I was like, "That's where I'm going to go." I'd already set my mind to it. Then um, I have a buddy of mine who went to Syracuse with me, but he didn't make it past sophomore year. He had transferred. He ended up transferred to UMass, but we're still tight. 
you know, even though I haven't seen him since 1999 when he came up there the weekend I graduated. Okay. Uh, and we didn't even talk for a bunch of years. What rekindled him getting in touch with me was... Is California Ryan? Yes. It was when we won 2003. That, like, I remember Carla picked uh, me up from the airport... When we came back, when you and I, you, Mike Peters, and I, when we all were down here for the final four when Syracuse won. Yeah, of course. And I remember she, I think she picked me up because Brian's birthday was that day uh, that we got back, April 9th. Okay. And uh, at, she was having a little party for him at her house when she lived in Quincy, uh, you know, with Angie and them. So, they picked me up and we went to a little party at the house. I remember we were on the way into the party when Brian, he had, he had tracked me down via getting in touch with my parents, I think, you know, and then got the cell phone number because he needed to talk to me about Cuse winning the championship, you know. Right. So then it's been off and on and then it got back on back in, must have been like 2008 when, um, you know, he started calling me again regularly, and I never see him. I mean, I haven't seen him in all his years. I mean, he has a – well, his son just graduated high school, like, last week. You know, like, he he's had all this stuff going on, you know, like life. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd always be giving me grief, like, why are you coming out here to visit, man, to go to Tahoe? Because he loves going to Tahoe. Um, I think it's Tahoe he goes to, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really care because I don't gamble and all that shit. I have zero interest in going to gambling towns. Um, But he loves to go to these places and do his sports betting and all that shit because he's really into that. Um, So I finally start turning on him. I was like, when are you coming to visit me? You know? I was like, you've been giving me crap all these years about me never visiting you, but you've never shown up in New Orleans. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right so a few weeks ago I, I i was like fuck i was like well if i'm gonna go to la this is before i bought the ticket i was like and then i kind of committed to la once i been it to it. i was like because like, i got there by myself and i i was gonna get in touch with one or two guys i knew from cuse but people that i'm not like as super close with as like ryan i was like well he's at san jose you can either drive or fly down you know, I was like, I was like, dude, I got in touch with him. I'm like, I was like, you ever been to Dodger Stadium? He's like, no. I was like, you want to go? I was like, I plan on going to L.A. for my birthday. Why don't you come down, meet me down. We can hang out. So he's all set on that. He's going to drive down with his girlfriend. I was like, oh, you're driving down with your girlfriend? He's like, well, she's got friends to hang out with. You know, it's like. Yep, good luck. Yeah, I'm like, eh. You, Ryan, and his girlfriend are going yeah. to the Dodger game. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he'll only be there through Monday. My And I already booked the ticket that I get him Friday night and I leave Wednesday night. And, um, and I already, and my birthday is Tuesday, you know? So I've already figured out. So today, the second idea came up, dawned on me. It might've been yesterday that dawned on me. This, yeah, it was last night. Cause I started thinking about what I can do when I'm out there. Prices are right. Prices right is on, hiatus so i'm not gonna be able to go out there for that um uh jimmy kimmel i would like to try to get out there but they don't tell you what tickets are available to like 
a few weeks before the show is is on, you know? Yeah, but yeah. one thing I definitely saw, and since to kind of keep my tradition of movie going, I'm going to go to friggin' Grauman. Well, now it's called TCL because the Chinese television company. But I'm still going to call Grauman's Chinese Theater. I'm going to go there and watch a movie on my birthday. Why not? There you go. Yeah, because how cool is that to go watch that a is, movie at theater? That's very cool. Yeah, so that's the big birthday plans. And, and I'll just fill in the rest from then. I'll probably, like I did the Ferris Bueller thing in Chicago a couple of years ago, I'm, well, Gone to Dodger Stadium's already part of it. I'm going to do some Frank Drebin shit, maybe some Muppet movie stuff, you know? All right, all right. Because I'm inspired by the pop culture that I love. And you've, you've <laughs> never been to California. Nope, never been past Arizona. Okay. I've been to California uh, a couple times. Uh, I'm going to say three times for pleasure. Okay. And I hit LA, I've hit San Francisco, and I hit San Diego. I think I've been for business a bunch as well, so maybe I've been a total like eight or ten times, but those those social events um, hit those three big cities. And... LA, San Francisco, where else? San Diego. San Diego, okay. And loved San Diego. I would move there in a second. Um, Liked San Francisco. And at best, I was ambivalent about LA. Yeah. Now, in all fairness to LA, I was only there for 18 hours. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, Ryan calls me the other day. He's like, what do you want to do? He's like, you want to check out San Diego or anything? I was like... Well, I've never been to L.A. and only have like five days there. It's a huge city. I don't think I'll really have time to fu- be fucking around driving down to San Diego. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'll go to San Diego another time. But like, it's not like L.A. is not like fucking Memphis, you know? It's not like some bullshit city where you can see everything in a day and a half. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> or an 18 hour. Um. Yeah, I was there for such a short time. It was a weird trip. I was going to visit Laughlin in San Francisco and decided to fly into L.A. Uh, because there were a couple people who had just moved out there. Um, I think this is like... It had to be post-law school. Okay. Because um, I wasn't dating Jody, but she had invited herself on the trip. It all comes back to Jody. <laughs> <laughs> David Wells may or may not have been pitching. Jody's uh, like a- your Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> BJ? <laughs> she had invited herself, um, and I was okay with it. It was the year and- six Anno Jody, in the year of our Jody. <laughs> <laughs> because we had a we had a, a post relationship relationship yeah, yeah where we were still relatively close and and you know kind of like a social fallback for each other and yeah you know it was just a comfortable and of thing. course that fizzles and just leaves you in despair later on yeah <laughs> um i'm speaking so, of personal experience not with jody though yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So we flew in and stayed with a girl uh, who graduated with me uh, named Tracy Keim, um, who who was a friend of mine, a random chick, uh, just a weird 
set of circumstances led to to our to our friendship, which was arm's length at best, but then very close at some point. It was it was it's one of those people you don't explain. You can't explain how you became friends with them. Yeah, and and why you stayed in touch with them? There was no real connection. It's like she was OPP. a random girl. You remember OPP? Who's that? The song by not. Oh yeah, yeah. OPP. How do you explain it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let me try frame by frame it. Yes. Um. So I had stayed in touch with her. She moved out to LA. I went out to to go visit her, but I went with Jody in tow, and it was strange. And we basically slept on an air mattress in her house and she took us out to breakfast and we had breakfast with Tony Shalhoub and then I drove up the Pacific Coast Highway. Tony Shalhoub? To... Yeah, Monk. Yeah, you really, you ate with Tony Shalhoub? Well, he was at the table next to us. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I was but like, that's the if highlight. You had, if you dined with Tony Shalhoub and said your trip to Los Angeles was terrible, I'd be like, dude, you got serious issues with your life. Um... No, no, it was just at the the next. Uh, oh, I do know where I do want to go to. Uh, I'm pro- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal those good things on here though. Okay, because there's some that Hold are on. like Easter eggs when like I go there that like a picture will post to Instagram. People will be like, "Whoa, he went there." Yeah, right. That's but it. They're really random places. Places that like normal people wouldn't think about when they go like on a trip. You know. But it's yeah, totally. they're kind totally. of mundane. But then it would be kind of like, "Whoa, you went there? That's funny." So I got uh, what I down. what I did do uh, that was cool uh, was that we drove up uh, the Pacific Coast Highway from LA. Oh, that's awesome! And w- I think we had a convertible. I think we might have rented a convertible to 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 make that trip. Um, and it was fun. We went through Malibu, went through uh, Santa Barbara, up through St. Uh, St. Louis Obispo, um, and jumped over at some point, uh, probably at St. Louis Obispo, because I remember getting into a, a disagreement with Jody about um, her desire to stop. Uh, she had heard great things about St. Louis Obispo, and she wanted to stop. And I beautiful. I I, I said no. And it's also a, John Madden went to college at Cal Poly San Luis, San Luis Obispo. Oh, had I known that, I probably yeah, would have stopped. Dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, what a I blew it. Uh, but I was she was trying to hijack my trip. It was it was bad yeah. enough that she was there. We weren't gonna we weren't on her agenda. So I think we ended up at that point jumping over to five and 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 headed up to to San Francisco. But um, g- a good portion of of the PCH we covered and it was, it was, it was awesome. It that's was awesome. why, so. that's why you talking about people hijacking a trip. And that's why I am now at the point where I will be traveling alone until like I'm in a relationship with somebody I'm cool with. And part of them being cool is whether I can actually bear with them while traveling, you know? Yeah. 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 Like I'm well, not, fucking get a relationship just to get in a relationship with somebody and hate everything I do with them because they don't like to do stuff I do. I'll tell you then who you should not get in a relationship with is Liz Stillman. Oh, all right. So Jody Skullnick is still open. Jody's still open. Jody, uh, despite the fact Kendi that we've her gone... current relationship. 
Yes, rending her current marriage. (laughs) (laughs) She's still available, despite the fact that she tried to hijack your cruise up the Pacific Coast Highway. (laughs) Correct, correct. Back back when Bill Clinton was still president. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, But Liz Stillman is a non-starter. Do not. I would not share a cab with Liz Stillman. (laughs) We've taken a... We've Do taken a share cab with Liz <laughs> Stillman. Terrible travel partner. Okay. We took a trip together and it was like, <laughs> it was horrible. It was just. Where'd like, you go with Liz Stillman? Man, I, maybe. I, I definitely, we went to Cooperstown one time together. Uh, oh, Syracuse. We drove up to Syracuse and we shared a hotel room. We shared, um, what's the Sheridan? I went okay, yeah, in, uh, in a weird, Sheridan. Yeah. I went in a weird time frame. It was like no guy but Roscoe. Oh. And that was my only real tie. Roscoe at that point was either like a junior or a senior. Is that when you were hanging out with Pete Mason all the time? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that a joke? I know you start hanging out with Pete Mason when you go up there because he'd be like the only dude. Yes, 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 yes. 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 That's that's that time frame. I mean, it's truthful, but it's still kind of jokingly, too, because it's like, ha, ha, he's hanging out with Pete Mason all the time. (laughs) It's that time frame where, like... Because I remember uh, we went to that Syracuse BC game in Boston, I remember you're like, oh, well, there's nobody up there. So I became friends with him because I, I was going up there all the time for – you You were going up for work, right? For work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, it was post that because I don't even think he was around. I think oh. it was – Roscoe was my, my, my only connection. I ended up hanging out with Roscoe. But so Liz and I went up – or false? Liz Stillman, the only trip you will make with her is from the – 8th Avenue Brother Jimmy's across the street to Madison Square Garden for a Syracuse basketball game. Do we cross the street together? Hmm. <laughs> 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 but that's about as far as, as far as you will even entertain traveling with her. And we would need to set down some ground rules before we stepped outside. <laughs> Tell us, all right, sorry, let's hear the story about the trip up to the University of Sheraton. <laughs> so we, we go up there and we visit, um, I forget, maybe she had like room points or I don't even know what. I was going up and she basically hijacked the, the, the trip as well. She's like, I'd love to go. Because at this point... At this point, give me a timeline on Roscoe. What was baby Roscoe's Rosco- freshman year was my super senior, 1998-99, which meant if he would have graduated in four years, he would have graduated in 2002. Okay, I think he, but he was also – there, but I think he had stayed around there for like at least an extra year. Well, 2002 makes sense because I left for Curacao in 2003. Okay. So 2002, Jody was gone. Um, what else? What else would have marked that time period? I was working at the NEC. I probably had some some I had some money. 
Um, I hadn't moved to Brooklyn yet. So, like, I was really not hanging guy. You weren't living with guy in Brooklyn. I, no. I wasn't living with guy. Because um, I visit you when you were living for the snowball when you were living with guy in Brooklyn, I think. Yes. Park okay. Slope, so was it? Yep. Yep. So it was before that because guy went back to Syracuse after Brooklyn. Okay. So guy was in Woburn, I believe. Yeah, I remember when he was in Woburn. That was like right. That might have been when I was visiting Boston the first time around, 2001. So at this point, Liz and I had become, you know, relatively close. Real, actually, really close. That was the time period where we started uh, to become really good friends. And um, I was like, hey, I'm going up to Syracuse. I'm going to go, um, you know, visit Guy's little brother. Because I don't even think she knew him at that point. And she's like, oh, I want to come. And I was like, well, I'm just going to be sleeping on his couch. She's like, I have I have a hotel room. So, okay, no problem. And you're just perked up. Yeah, okay, no problem. You go, I'll sleep in a hotel. So we went up there, and I think we had an okay night. And then the next day, I think we went up there for a weekend. And then we went to Cooperstown the next day. And, sh- and she came with us, and Roscoe came with us. And I don't... I don't think we stayed in Cooperstown. I think we drove back to Syracuse. It's not that far of a drive. No. And then we we went out that night, and um, she went back to the hotel. And, of course, I stayed. You know, Roscoe was a Lucy's guy, so we stayed after hours. And it was, uh, you know, his buddy Morgan and Ben and Bobby, Morgan's brother. For some more shots! Exactly. We were probably <laughs> 6 o'clock. We were there uh, close Get to some. <laughs> it was close to sunrise and I had gone back and I went to sleep and and she had gotten up. She decided that she was awake and and you know, pissed that I'm not awake. And, you know, she's passively aggressively reading her book and, you know, making and unmaking the bed and packing like and unpacking. Make noise hoping you'll wake up and be yeah. like, Okay, okay, I can't handle it any longer. Exactly. Uh, but I wasn't having any, any of it. I, I told her to please call the front desk and ask for a late checkout. <laughs> yeah. I like that uh, you were playing hardball. Yes, yes. So she was not happy about that. Um, I so also that like us- that you are the type of guy whose trips constantly, constantly get hijacked. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that says a lot about me. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I'll leave it up to the listening audience to determine what it says. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it starts, and if they think it starts with the letter P and rhymes with Ussie, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I want gigantic pussy, and you can basically push me into doing anything, whether I want to do it or not. Yeah, especially and, if it's a cool girl. Yeah, yeah, and no other reason than than uh, I'd rather a cool girl think that I'm nice. Yeah, a nice cool guy. You know, yeah. not that I have any, because there has never been, there's never been p- pick a pick a girl uh, who's played a prominent role in 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 my college time or my. Uh, or my postgraduate time, and chances are I probably had a slight crush on them at some point. Yeah, of in course. Our relationship, right? Yes, of course, and it sucks. That's what happens when you're a nice guy. 
And it sucks because they, you know, they know it. They know what they're doing. And only a handful of those had didn't take advantage of it. Only a handful of those knew how to deal with it. And only a handful of those are still my friends today. Yep. Liz Stillman was not one of those people. Like you not could get I, real with her. Nope. I did not necessarily like her from the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, that, yeah, because this is post-Syracuse and this is only when you're getting... To be friendly with her. Yeah, familiar with her. Like, hey... Yeah, because when she started to hang around, um, whatever. I it wasn't that I didn't have. It wasn't that I didn't like. It wasn't that I disliked her. It's just I didn't. I didn't like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was really that, no Liz? connection. Because Liz listens to this, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, it, I was just ambivalent. so she was history's worst monster during your four years, <laughs> right? I was at best ambivalent. Laughlin, Laughlin loved her. You were ambivalent to the fact that she was like a mean girl to you. Yeah, not yeah, but you know what? She loved, she loved Laughlin. She loved Peters. Like, well, yeah, but and, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Well, love Peters? here's the thing. Here's the thing: is I wasn't cracking that. I can play second chair. Yeah, I don't play a very good third chair. Yeah, 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 it's like, I'm so a man, I ain't Doc Severinsen. Right. There is, there is a, there's a laundry list of, of, uh, Mike Peter sycophants who I had very good relationships with, super crushes on, or, um, they found me super endearing. That's, I got no problem with, with somebody being in love with Mike Peters. Same thing with Laughlin. Laughlin had a laundry list of, of chicks who found me uh, amusing, endearing, charming, entertaining, fill in the adjective. I'm cool with that. But it's now Liz, I'm third on her list. And yeah, nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I'm number three. So maybe that had something to do with it. But at this point, at this point, I I'd, I'd exhausted all other relationships. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Guy had not moved uh, down yet, and um, Jody was out of, of the picture, um, at least out of New York, for the most part out of out of my day-to-day life. You know, we didn't correspond regularly. It was before cell phones, we weren't texting, there was no Facebook, there was really no lines of communication, and Liz was my New York connection. She's, rough, my, yeah. she's my New York hookup, and... Yeah. What won my affection was that she was very pro me, always, but very pro me in the in the Jody Sanders. Oh, in the breakup, in the dynamic, right? Okay, right? because and they were in the same house together. They were no, they were in different sororities, but they were roommates in New York City. Oh, okay, yeah. So, you, so she was right in the middle of it. She saw the whole thing. Yeah, and then she saw kind of the aftermath, and so she's watching what is not hidden at the time, but it's not being communicated between Jody and I freely. Is that Jody is 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 dating 
and presumably I'm dating too. I actually can't remember if I if I had, but theoretically I could have. <laughs> <laughs> theoretically, um, that's all that matters. Yes, theoretically I could have, but like in Liz's eyes, Jody was kind of stringing me along. Yeah. Now, not in my eyes, and I don't believe in Jody's eyes. We had a uh, we had a, 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 a difficult kind of breakup situation, and then a complicated renewal of our of our relationship in, with a small R, right? Yeah. So we were we were just you know twenty somethings trying to figure it out. We yeah. had a we 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 had a real relationship that failed for for reasons that we, we couldn't identify. So we were kind of confused about that. So when we had the opportunity to kind of get back in each other's lives, we took it, but didn't know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. So Liz is looking at this as, as, as a taking advantage of situation that I'm getting taken advantage of when I didn't feel taken advantage of, but Liz decided to side with me in a, in a, in a situation that there were really no sides other than the one she was creating. So I like that. <laughs> you know? I like yeah. the fact that she was, uh, you know, she was always trumpeting my case and, and uh, you know, very pro-me. So we became friends. And she's a genuine person. She's a genuine good person. And, and, like, there was no pretense about her. And she would never talk bad about you behind your back or anything like that. So um, we stayed friends and and she said, oh, I want to come to Syracuse. And I said, okay. I let her hijack the trip. But for the most part, at this point, like, she's just a friend. So I have fun with her when I'm in New York. Why wouldn't I have fun with her in Syracuse? It's because we are not compatible travel partners. So she won't call the front desk to ask for a late checkout. So that's got me a little hot and bothered. And we finally check out. We go for breakfast. Or maybe she wanted to go to breakfast, but I wouldn't go to breakfast. Maybe she didn't want to go to breakfast, but I made her go to... I, You're so being we're difficult. Off on, yeah, we're on the wrong foot. On the drive home, it's a rainy... Uh, it's a rainy Sunday. Um, drive, the drive from Syracuse to New Jersey is one of the most miserable drives. It's all highway. It's just the middle of central New York into the western parts of jersey um and i'm hung over yeah pretty i'm pretty badly hung over so i've got the ac blowing you know just to kind of like cool my internal organs <laughs> <laughs> and she's not happy about that uh she wants to stop you know a hundred times to go to the bathroom i just want to get home as fast as possible uh, it was just, it was, it was bad. And we still talk about the trip. It was the last trip we took together. Um, at the time, we had enough self-awareness to recognize that this was not a fatal flaw in our, in our friendship. Um, this was just, this was an incompatibility that we didn't need to be compatible with. So let's just let it, let's yeah, just let it die. Yeah, you don't travel together. And we just don't travel together. And it's still, it's a running joke. And I haven't seen her in a while, but guarantee... Um, you know, if you, if, if we happen to catch up with her, you know, on your, on your trip here and you say, Hey, um, you know, I do a lot of traveling now. Sanders said that, uh, that you guys 
had done some traveling together. <laughs> you know, she'll get a she'll get a kick she'll get a chuckle out of it and she'll tell you the whole story verbatim. Exactly how I just told it. I hope it. she'll get a chuckle when she hears this. <laughs> um so that you can uh listen, you if you want to travel with Listoman, feel free. Do not you're a grown man, you can make your own decisions. Um but um I can tell you that given what I know about your travel preferences and proclivities, um, I'd recommend you not travel with this stillman. So, um, so that's that. Well, listen, man, enjoy the trip. Enjoy the trip. Have fun. You're, you're a good traveler. You, you, I think you, you get a lot out of your, uh, you get a lot out of your trips. You get a lot out of your travels. Um, I think you'll have a good time in LA. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, man, someday, so. someday, I hope you get to San Francisco. Yeah, well, I will call Alex Scalisi if I go up there. See, there's way more uh, people that you would call other than this guy. Just how does this guy need to know that you were in San Francisco? What are you, Facebook yeah. friends with him? Instagram friends? I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll know you. My whole life. It's just that it's uncomfortable. I mean, like, if other things are all right with my just I feel like people expect too much out of you when you're on your own vacations. Yeah. You know? I remember going to New York that, that year when we went up for the Syracuse game, people like saw me walk around Hoboken and I'm getting grief on like social media and stuff. I saw you. I'm here. Yeah. Let's hang up. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Um and and not to say I don't appreciate that because Laughlin lives about a half an hour from my sister, and I see I go down to D.C. two or three times a year, and over the last ten years that my sister's lived there, I've seen Laughlin once. Now yeah. I've seen Laughlin in other places, but it's you know I'm going to visit family, and how do you carve out time? You know, to go see Laughlin, although when he would come here to visit his family, uh, we would go out to dinner and stuff. But you know what? To be honest, his family still lives here, his his in-laws. So I know he comes down every summer and, and uh, he doesn't you know, call you. doesn't call me. And, and I, if he were to call me, I'd be like, oh, that's great. Finally, you know, I'm good. We're getting to catch up. But if he doesn't, I don't even, you know, I don't even think twice about it. So, like, I appreciate both sides of that equation. Um you know, I would say, listen, you're not asking my advice. You've made a decision. It sounds like you're pretty comfortable with it, at least, uh, to live with that decision for the time being. But, um, you know, I wouldn't let that stop you. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't let that stop you, man. It's a fun city. <laughs> yeah, I'll get up there one day, but I'm finally okay. getting to California at all, you know? Yeah, well, baby steps. I get it. Well, I, I like it. movies more than I like well, I do like the Dirty Harry movie, but that San Francisco doesn't exist anymore anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, in fact, I'm probably too poor to even be in San Francisco. But uh, <laughs> I think I th- and I don't want to go out on a limb here, and I don't want to interject myself into your into your narrative. Uh, but I think trying to hijack my just <laughs> like so many Syracuse girls before. Uh, um, I um I think you and I would actually be pretty decent travel partners. Oh, I'm sure we would. I mean, we've only been travel partners in the briefest of um 
senses, you know, like our little journey to Syracuse a couple of years ago. But I think we'd probably be all right, you know, because you're kind of a as long as you're kind of like a go with the flow, roll with it, do as it comes, not an over planner type of guy, you know? Yes. Yeah. Back in in the 90s, I would have um, I would have used the politically incorrect and and and, and socially insensitive, uh, um, what's it called, euphemism. That I am an excellent Indian amongst chiefs, right? You know when you get a bunch yeah. of leaders together, that uh, you know they would say, "Oh, too many chiefs, yeah, not yeah, enough yeah, Indians." Yep, yep. That that was one of the reasons I got along so well with each of the eleven oh six guys is because in their own setting, they would tend to be the leader or want to gravitate to the top of the pyramid. Right? It's a bunch of big yeah. personalities, but I'm always okay, especially in a social setting, not making that decision amongst people if there's somebody else who wants to make the decision. I'm cool. I went yeah. Listen, I I went to Europe for a month with Mike Reardon and we survived. <laughs> you survived. <laughs> 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 it it wasn't it wasn't for a conscious effort in in certain instances where you know I had to kind of remind myself uh, and reposition myself and we had one or two days where it was like we're not compatible right here but for the most part um, we were I think I, I think and that has a lot to do with like you said I'm I'm pretty easy going. When it yeah. comes to uh, stuff, I'll gladly go, you know, on a on a tour of the sites just as easily as I will, you know, sit see, on a beach and have a bunch of yeah. Drinks. See, that's the thing. I don't know if that's the difference between you and me. I'm easy going, but I want to be easy going for myself. I don't want people telling me what to do. Yeah, you know, like I I'm not gonna be like, oh, you tell me what we're doing today, and you've made it up. Like, like when I go somewhere, I'll put stuff on my list, like stuff I want to do. But, like, I don't like the – I. what I like about a vacation is, like, if you wake up and you don't feel like doing it right then and there, stay in fucking bed. Fuck it. You're by yourself, you know? Yep. I yeah. can wait a little time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, listen, that, that, that's the rub when yeah. it comes to any, any relationship. Right, whether you're talking about your relationship amongst travel partners or your wife, figuring out how to how to meld those two compatible mindsets is like you know it's a one in a million shot that you get it right. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's and that's like the thing. Like, I mean, not getting the whole idea, but like. I'm a romantic in, in all senses of the word, yeah? Sure. And sure. it's like, yeah. like, when I, like the other day, my mom's bringing up, she now they got some dating site where it's other people with dogs. She's like, you should try. And it's like, mom, just leave me alone. I'm not doing stuff like that. It's like, either <laughs> I meet the person I meet or I don't, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because yeah. one part of me feels like I already met the person I should have met, and I just don't think you go and place them. And my philosophy in life is, 
I'd rather die alone and well, I modif even at the other day at the office I was saying this to, and I was like, I'd rather be alone and happy than with somebody and miserable. I was like, Well, not exactly happy, but I'd rather be alone and whatever than with somebody and miserable. Content. Content. <laughs> yes, at least yeah. you're content. Right? Yes, at least happy and blah than miserable. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, listen, I don't uh, I You've got. Um, we will never. I know you got your book edition. I, yeah, uh, right. But while we're talking about dogs, I just have a quick question, and this isn't this isn't meant to spur uh, a hot button discussion, or this isn't a whimsical, you know, uh, social observation from my point. This is a legitimate question. <laughs> Excuse me. God bless you. This is a legitimate question. Take that out and post. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is it socially acceptable just to bring dogs anywhere? These days? Almost anywhere. I won't bring them to the grocery store. Because okay. sometimes, like, you know how I got that little grocery store near my house? Yeah, sometimes the fancy I'm one. Walking and I think it'd be nice to go in here and get something since I'm walking past anyway. But I will never bring him in there because I feel like that's not cool. But there's a lot of places that's – where was I the other day? Oh, okay. I found a new place that dogs might be socially acceptable. So Sunday, they got some – well, I won't even call it a movie theater, but I thought it was a movie theater, but I knew it was something different. It was some artsy type of place, place that shows like art house independent films and stuff that I always see on the movie list since IMDb. But it's in a, you know, kind of a hipper part of town, you know, in a um, place that, you know, used to be a whole commercial district, but, you know, it's better days where like, 50, 60 years ago, you know? Yeah. It's a day. And now it's kind of like, you know, old storefronts and you got people putting places in and it's at the nascent stages of gentrification, which okay. means this probably won't be there for in 10 years. But um, this thing's called the Zeitgeist Multicultural Center or something, you know? And it's always listed as like a movie theater, IMDb. I'm like, ah, and sometimes I see stuff, I was like, ah, it'd be interesting to go see a movie there because it seems like a cool place. Well, the other day, I saw, I was looking up, I was like, maybe I'll go to a movie this week. I need to just do something, you know? And um, I look, and they had a listing for Borg versus McEnroe, which I'd seen about a few months ago because Shia LaBeouf plays John McEnroe in it, you know? Right, right. And it's And it's about, like, you know, leading up to their and culminating with their match in the 1980 Wimbledon final, which was going to be Borg was gone for his fifth championship and McEnroe still hadn't like broken through yet. You know? Yep. Um, so I was like, I'll go see you at that place. So I looked at the address. I went down there and it's a storefront. All right. Yeah, fine. So I walked in there, but you walk in and it's like, you walk to like a little cafe setting and, you know, he's the guy's guy, the dude that runs it's behind there. You know, he's like a, you know, dude probably around our age or so. You know, he's probably just a huge movie buff guy. And he's selling the tickets, you know, and you could be a member and that's a discount or student. Or if you were just like a regular person like me, it was eight bucks um, to get in. But then you go up there and all it is is like, you know, it's a real big screen, but it's not huge. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
inch screen. He's got taped up on the wall, and he's got chairs and couches everywhere, you know. But it, but he's showing like first run movies, you know? yeah. But he's but he's got it. But he but there's a market for it because it's a niche because he shows like a lot of independent art movies that aren't shown anywhere else because this isn't New York. There's not loads of places for that here, you know. Yeah, there's a place down here called the Showroom, which started exactly like that. It was folding chairs um, in the back half of a storefront, and now they've got they bought a building. There's four theaters, and it's all yeah. still pretty, you know, independent, low key movies. The Oscar shorts always okay. are playing there, like it's that kind of movie theater. But that's how it started. Some you know, some movie buff with. You know, some folding chairs. So I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and um, and I don't know how I got to that. The dogs. Oh, so I was in there and I sat down on the couches to watch the movie. Um, and there were a couple older ladies there and they had their dog. I was like, oh, I could have brought my dog here. The reason I don't want to bring my dog everywhere is because it's a pain in the ass when you got your dog everywhere. Yeah, it's like bringing a small child to some yeah, place where small children. People want to fuck with them, you know, like pet them and stuff. And it's like then you got that on your hands. Yes. And you know how your dog reacts, but you don't necessarily know how other dogs react to your dog. And that's <laughs> half the equation of being in public with your dog is keeping your head on a swivel to see what potentially could go wrong. Yeah, and I had to have that conversation with a guy in the park the other day when I was walking. It must have been – it was probably Monday because it was – no, it was probably Sunday because um, I was – because Monday I went and worked anyway. But Sunday because it was during the middle of the day, you know, because during the work week now what I've been doing because I tried to get into that office by 8 o'clock. So I wake up at 6 and I'm out walking the dog at 6.30 in the morning. Boy, is it a pain in the ass. But it's like, at least I get the exercise done. He gets his walk in. You know, we go for like a mile. Because he really yep. can't go much further as it gets hot anyway. So it works out perfectly. But a dude was sitting there in the park with his dog. And Pluto saw him and they made eyes at each other. And they went to talk. And I was like, all right. Well, I was like, I'll bring him near. And I explained to him. I was like, I just, I'm just always leery because he's a very cool dog. But a lot of times when he's meeting a new dog, especially when they're on the leash and he's on a leash, he will snap at them, not because he's mean, but it's because it's like a show of, you know, he's trying to assert his position. You know, he's not going to be yeah. fucked with. Yeah. And I had to tell him, because like, I know he's never actually going to fight a dog, but sometimes he does that, but people freak out because people freak out about everything, you know, and people don't understand what dogs are really like. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like Cash barks at any dog yeah. and aggressively spins and and tries to get off his leash to get to that dog. Yeah, yeah. But the whole time his tail's wagging, he just wants to get to that dog to introduce himself. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't realize that and and I have to protect against that. Yeah, it's like I just rather not deal with the ease of people thinking that my dog's vicious because when he looks at another dog, they go like that, you know, when it's when that's not like when it's just like laying down the ground rules. And then two seconds later, he'd be rolling around playing with, him, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, but this dude was cool and he understood and his dog was a girl. So nothing ended up happening anyway. They just sniffed each other. And it was fine. You know, 
but it's just I I hate that constant because people like oh well your dog it's like but you don't understand because you really don't understand animals <laughs> right right well I was the so reason like, I ask is what the vicious like pit bull type of dogs is like and they think it's cool it's like yeah but you don't understand that your dog fucking sees other dogs that aren't like him as fucking fodder yeah <laughs> right <laughs> right it's like you know nothing about animal behavior <laughs> the reason i ask is because i was in home depot today and saw two different people jesus i never dogs i mean unless i mean i don't know if i've seen a service dog or not but i don't see people just casually walking around uh any of the big box um hardware stores with dogs uh- and this, these were not like pocket poodles. One was a, was definitely a pit bull lab type mix, eighty pound muscle dog, and the other one was a collie, like a border collie. Okay. And not to get to Home Depot, you have to drive on the highway. There is no sidewalk. There is no. There is no casually walking by. Home Depot, and you decided you needed to stop in and get some batteries. Yeah, of course, because every Home Depot is a huge has a huge um, parking lot. Yes, so you have to drive there. Not only okay, you're going to drive there. It's a little hot out today. Um, you have to go in and get something. One of the p- people was in a couple. So they could have easily stayed in the car with the air condition running while the husband or wife went in to get whatever they needed to get. And the second person was buying a fucking hot water heater <laughs> that needed two Home Depot associates to help him load them onto the cart while he also is helping but has his dog tied up to the shopping cart. Yeah. I get it. I love my dogs. Yeah. And the other day, you know, since uh, since my parents' do- uh, dog passed away, and I found out, like, a week after the dog passed away, the cat passed away. Oh, God. That's a double yeah. whammy, man. And my parents were really upset about that. And, you know, so now they've got, like, an empty nest or whatever. Um, so knowing that there's no potential interference at the house, because the cat was a big was a big issue with with my dogs they'll chase the cat around Um, yeah i mean that's why i can't get a cat like my mom be like don't you want to get a kitty i'm like bluto will go nuts because he goes nuts when we see cats like he wants to tackle cats am i gonna fucking leave the dog and the cat here in the middle of the day i'm gonna work (laughs) and and my mindset was it wasn't fair to the cat to bring my dogs in and upset the apple cart because my dogs then take over and they yeah especially when it's like an older cat and that's his house Yes. So I would just not bring my dogs and whatever. But the other day I went over and I just decided to throw the dogs in the car and bring them with me because I was going to go eat dinner at my parents and they, you know, I'll bring my dogs. It was was no big deal. And they want um, to see your dogs probably because like my yeah. dog, when I bring them to parents' house, they want to see my dog. In fact, exactly. my dog is with my mom and my sister right now because they knew I was going to work and they're like, well, we're going to take your dog to the house in Mississippi, you know? And it's like, I'm not going to fight it because he'd rather be hanging out with them all day than sitting in my house alone all day. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would, given the choice, bring my dog somewhere than not bring my dog somewhere. But I'm not bringing him to Home Depot, man. 
Yeah. So uh, that, I was just curious to to know if I missed the memo. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like every day there's a new place you can bring your dog. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on the food on the food store. That's that to me seems like a no brainer. Yeah, I remember years ago. This is probably like ten years ago now, and maybe even longer ago than that. Little Boston Terrier that just died a couple of months ago that my family had, Winnie. Winnie, yeah. She was only like 11 or 12 pounds. Like she was tiny, you know? She was a runt. Uh, we were, uh, I was with my sister, you know, and uh, we were gone. It was somebody's birthday. So my sister wanted to stop into the CVS to get like candles or something. And she had Winnie with her and I was with her. And she's like, well, you know, uh, you're going to come in. You can bring Winnie, I guess, or whatever. And she said, well, I was like, I'll just carry her in. They're not going to say anything. And I held Winnie. I just walked around with her. Right. <laughs> you don't said anything. You know, I, just, I was like, it's my teapot terrier, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes I think with my dog, I was like, I was like, you know, sometimes I think I should just put on a dark pair of sunglasses and go walking around with them in, anywhere. And it's like. He, he would clearly not be a C&I dog because he's so, like, <laughs> undisciplined. But who – but I'd like to see if anybody would say anything to me, you know? Right. Right. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Um, one other thing I did want to do that I can mention on here. Okay. Go, Redhead. While I'm in L.A., I can mention on here because it's impossible. I wanted to go to the place where Andy Kaufman and classy Freddie Blassie had their breakfast – for the classic film, My Breakfast with Blassie. But the place doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> ah. I mean, it's good that it doesn't exist because it was kind of a, uh, you know, there were reasons it doesn't exist. It, it was famously known. <laughs> it was, I think it was, they filmed at a Sambo's. <laughs> okay. All right. I had to look it up. And I was like, where did they film? I was like, because I know I had some jelly in it. You know, it was saying in the IMDb page and the trivia. It was like, that place, blah, blah, blah. Those chains closed down, yada, yada, yada. You know, I was like, oh, it was a Sambo's. That means it doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, my breakfast with Blassie. <laughs> and I do, oh, the other place I want to go to when I'm out there is the comedy store. That's the okay. other place. But, but shows like comedians and stuff. It's too far ahead to find out if anybody cool that I'm really interested in is going to be playing during the time frame that I'm there, you know? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. But, I mean, that's... Mitzi Shore just died like a month or two ago. Uh, Polly Shore's mom, who was the... Oh, yeah. She was. She, she yeah, owned it or ran it. The impresario. Yeah, that was her thing, you know? But, I mean, like, you know, all the best. I mean, I know there's other places out there like the Funny Bow and all that. But um, all the best uh, comedians, in my opinion, are my favorites. You know, a lot of them cut their teeth at, at the comedy store. So I feel like it'd be cool to go there, you know. Yeah, you're definitely going to get a, uh, your money's worth, especially with your interests out there. I think, like yeah. you said, it's it's a place that uh, that traffics in the commerce that you're most interested in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, San Francisco is so much more highbrow. <laughs> a place that claims to be so liberal, yet they won't allow them to build anything affordable within the city for anybody to live in there unless they make $2 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> they love the poor people. You see the homeless people all over the streets. <laughs> that's right. That's how they that's how they remember to still love them. Yes. Yeah. Because they keep them where they are. Like that's what kills me. LA's the same way, because I read a lot about it, but problem is it's LA's just a lot bigger. But San Francisco, like all these super liberal people that want to give everything for the last thing they want to do is allow them to build affordable housing in the city because then the <laughs> real estate rates will go down. So it's artificially inflated, you know? Right. It's like, oh, they love the poor so much, they just don't want to live in next to them because they'll ruin their housing values. <laughs> no, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. That's what I like about gentrification. You know? Like, oh, see, it's great. It's brought this whole area of the city up. It's like, oh, you gave all the people that lived here jobs and stuff? No, we pushed them out somewhere else. They're just <laughs> poor elsewhere now, and we live in their nice old buildings. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you haven't actually improved anybody's situation in life. You just moved the poor people somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And more on, this, more on this topic, you can tune into our podcast, Geopolitical Real Estate with Matt and Matt, which yeah. is released every Thursday here on the Two Sorry Excuses Podcast uh, Network. <laughs> yeah, it goes hand in hand with all the, apoc- the hypocrisy that runs rapid in our world. Yes, which, indeed. When we were going back to how we like to travel and what we like to do, and you were talking about the too many chiefs and all that. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. What I was thinking. You, right? like, Even a stroke? Well, no, like as far as not too many chiefs, like my philosophy in life, like that's what I tell people when they talk about like my take on stuff. I was like, this is the way I view it, you know, which is what basically the two major political parties are. You got half of the people that believe in the strong king that's going to go beat the hell out of people and defend you, you know, and those are, you know, and they want to fucking be all involved with your personal life and all that and they want to be busy bodies and run your shit you know and you got the other people that believe in the good king that's going to give them everything but they all want to be involved and tell you what to do and what you can buy and what you should be doing and I'm like I'm just in the middle I just want to be left the fuck alone by everybody and let me do what I want to do you know and that's basically my philosophy with the two many chief thing it's like I don't know it's like, I want as least responsibility as I want. I want to just be able to be me, you know? And that's why I don't like to be around the fucking guy who's going to dictate what my trip is, you know? And then on that note. I just want to roll, man. I just want to roll, whether that's to L.A. in mid-July or Newark, New Jersey in late September. I just want to <laughs> roll. <laughs> oh, well, then on that note. With apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Adios, Fredo, wherever you are.